No, keep that. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. That's the best. It's a door knocking start to episode 50. <laughs> Hit my hand on the table. What a great start. It's another live uh, single room classic. Live from the kitchen. Live from the kitchen. Uh, Monday night kitchen. Monday night kitchen. Um, this is episode 15, and we've got a, a treat in store for you today. A mystery guest will be appearing hopefully later. But before that, we've got a, a roundup of the latest uh, hockey news to get through. And then uh, we'll save the excitement for part two. Yep. So we'll just crack on for the, for the time being um, with all the, the latest in the, the world of hockey. If you were a cheat, you could uh, skip forward to the second half. But nobody's really going to do that because this first bit's... This is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Um, so, uh, Brayhead did some interesting transfer business and brought in a, well, somebody I, I'd not heard of. A young, could say young, but he's not really that young now in terms of uh, players we've seen. Um, and we don't know how to pronounce his second name, but we're guessing it's Muzo. Or I'm guessing it's Jack Muzo. Muzo. Jack oh. Muzo. Museum. Museum. <laughs> Night at the Sunny. museum. Yeah. We'll go for <laughs> I don't know what we'll go for. We'll go for Jack. Jack. Um, but anyway, he comes in, he's uh, six foot one, twenty-four years old, forward, so we're expecting him to be quite a to use the uh, classic phrase a big body, but uh, he's coming in from quite a lot of uh, college experience. Last couple of years playing Endicott College. I think that's NCAA three, mm. um, rather than rather than one hundred and eleven. Rather than one hundred and eleven, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. It was only it was one hundred and ten leagues away from the top. Um, well, it did have a, a brief stint at University of Maine, where I could get one point in fifteen games over two seasons. But um, also, that's the kind of top of the University leagues, so I'd be doing well to get any sort of game time there. I guess, especially if you're. Get a break going over there, and can be quite difficult. But. Yeah, on that, I noticed that uh, the likes of Omar Pasha quite enjoys taking players from those sort of college programs, albeit mm. as import players rather than Brits in this case. But um, hopefully, we'll have a, a decent education hockey-wise, and uh, it's nice to see the same. Nice. A, a guy who's been obviously handpicked by Pete Russell to come in, and you must think quite highly of him. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think probably a replacement for uh, Barry McKenzie, who's obviously departed as well. We kind of touched on that last week. Um, so I, I wonder if I mean it's difficult to, to say because we've not seen him at all, but um, I'd imagine he'd be a similar kind of player in that he'll put himself about and. Uh, get into the, the dirty areas as they like to say but again that's like, kind of speculating because we don't really know yeah we can't even see a picture on Elite Prospects uh, it just looks like a, a ghost a ghost with a, with a helmet on uh, so you could say some of the clan players were ghosts with helmets on last <laughs> season um, but no, so it's kind of quite exciting to see a, a Brit come into a league that we've not seen before. Again, I, I guess it makes you think what's happening with 
Jordan Buesa, is he coming back? Uh, and if this guy is a replacement for him, or is it McKenzie, or, or what's going on there? Yeah, uh, it's, it's difficult to say, obviously, at this stage, whether Buesa will be back, but I don't know if he, so he comes under the, the under-21 contract, yeah, or is it under-23 years? 23, I think, yeah. yeah. still got that, that rule on the ball. Uh, I mean, who knows really what's going on. So, <laughs> Wait till I just look through the rules. <laughs> oh, no. No, I can't think of Changes every year and by the day, by the, by the looks of it anyway. Um, obviously, currently only get 11 teams competing next season, so that'll be interesting. So maybe touch on that at some point in the future. Yep. Yeah, that's, I guess, for the conference podcast that we might one day get around to. Yeah. Um but I think no, I think in general it's quite exciting. I, I like signings like that. Um mm. it's obviously not coming in as gonna be your top point scoring Brit. Uh although it wouldn't really be that hard judging on some performances last year, but uh, I think we know a lot of those guys are gonna step up, so be nice to see somebody. And at twenty four, I think you'll be expected to slot straight in because you'll be getting uh, Steve Pye's older than that. Now you'll, be getting, uh, you'll be getting imports coming in who are younger than that now, so yeah, I don't think there'll be any, it won't be treated as this guy's just young and learning, I don't think, uh, and nor should it be. Yeah, so I was just looking there to see where he was actually from, because it says Beverly, but I had absolutely no idea where that was, so I'll tell you, it's just outside Hull. Doesn't make any better on how good he's going to be, but I just thought it was just quite interested to see what it actually was. <laughs> Overall, I think that's a good a good start for well, not a good start, but a good addition to to our Brit, Brit players. Yep. And there's been a, a another batch of transactions. Batch of Brits. The, <laughs> the uh, elite prospects world moving about in the, the rest of the league and some of actually the names we have definitely mentioned previously we weren't sure what was going to happen with them and, and that's now been decided so mm. um, got a couple of guys from Milton yeah uh, obviously one of them uh, Lewis Hook who I think we possibly mentioned before uh, is a possible replacement for for Barry McKenzie, but um, see there that he's uh, been snapped up by Belfast. Yeah, good, uh, good business from them because I think he's uh, he's pretty good. At, and okay, he's, you look at that; he's, he's only twenty one, but he's had uh, a, a few years of elite league experience um, and and put up some good points as well. Um, impressive from what I saw last year, so. As I think we'd said, I, I would have quite liked to see him at Brayhead, but you know that Belfast was going to be a good offer. Mm. Not many people could probably turn down. Yeah, um, I think, like, as you say, he did have a, a decent um, sort of first season, first full season anyway in, in the Elite League, so, so averaging just less than a point every two games, but um, before that, yeah, I was talking about since that he's not had a few elite league seasons, but he has had some 
He's a few well. years with, with Milton Keynes and you yeah. know how some of their players have adapted well. So. Yeah, definitely. He did have a, a, a brief stint at uh, Coventry as well. I don't know if that was just being brought in as cover or whatever, but um, only just just the one game there. So he's, but he's, had, he's had a full season now uh, to kind of adapt to the league and I think Belfast have managed to get a, a really good and up-and-coming British talent. Yeah, I think he kind of seems older, plays older than he is from what I saw. That's never really a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But no, good good business from him. Um, Definitely. He'll be one to watch. If anyone else is interested, uh, Lewis Hick was born in Peterborough. Is that that place I have heard of? I believe it's also the birthplace of Peacock, maybe? Or potentially where he played. Um, a hotbed, a hotbed of talent now. Alex Forbes is the next bit of movement who has actually got Scottish nationality from looks of it. I thought initially he was English, apparently not. Uh, he's moved to Coventry from Milton Keynes. Yeah, he has. Um, can't tell you anything. Stalling for time here with this page loads, but yeah, same for Coventry again from, from Milton Keynes. So it's probably another one that. Uh, Pete Russell is maybe looking to bring to bring up obviously he's got Scottish kind of heritage. This is a bit like uh, uh, sort of the tune the fan where um, <laughs> where he's doing the shopping channel and he's having this stall. Welcome back to QNC. Um, bitch. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to to Forbes. He's one I don't really know too much about, but actually the others I guess we can kind of talk about from a bit of experience. Um, Jordan Marr, gone from Fife down to Peterborough, so in that, oh, we've got Forbes up. Oh, he's from Elgin. He's from Elgin. Well, there you go. Right, right on the top. Last year, not really a big year in terms of points, but uh, good experience, and if Danny Stewart would be at Coventry, he's gone in for him, he must, he must see something there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's that's one that we'll have to wait and see. I, I I would have to be honest and say I've not really seen much of him. No. Um, I obviously, he was, didn't play many minutes, I don't think, but somebody will be looking to uh, develop over the next few years into a, a kind of established player. Yeah. And obviously, you want to see Scots do well, so... Yeah, definitely. That's, that's the bottom line with that. Mar was... Obviously a goalkeeper, but thought quite highly of. He played a fair amount for Fife at the end of last season because of Andy Isles' injury. Mm. Um, and I think a few few Fife fans were kind of surprised that they let him go. Not that they thought he would move up to be a starter quite yet, or maybe they did, but um, he's uh, dropping down maybe to get that yeah. old game to experience in a season. Yeah. I'm just looking at it there, he had 19 games for five. That's quite that's a fair a lot, yeah. That's a fair chunk, including one playoff game, so, um, or maybe part of a playoff game. I don't know if that's right. But yeah, so he, he's obviously thinking to himself maybe if he, if he moves down a bit, so he gains a bit more experience. Because you, you look, he played with, with Milton Keynes as well when they were in the league, the league below as well, and that safe percentage over, over 0.9, so. There's no doubt that he's got 
some kind of talent, obviously. But it's maybe just found the jump a wee bit too much for him at the moment. Um, although having said that, he is 26 now, so uh, he's maybe just looking to get a bit of confidence up again before giving the, the league another crack, perhaps. Yeah, and you wonder, I guess, kind of looking at Gary Russell's potentially in a similar, similar situation, although he played nowhere near as many games as that. Um, yeah. And to be honest, it's not, it's not really a bad save percentage he's had there either. It's like just shot up out me, so uh, over the, the sort of 19 games in yeah. the regular season, so yeah. it's actually done no better. Yeah. Um, so, again, we probably wouldn't really hear much about how he gets on, but it does make me wonder if guys like that and Gary Russell are starting to think about moving away to get more game time, but I'm sure we've said before it'd be good to keep a hold of. Guy Russell and I'd want to see him play a wee bit more. Um, even if we don't bring in Carey Price, I'd still want Guy Russell to get some more game time. Because most of the last year he spent writing on a whiteboard at the bench. I saw I think John Tripp quite liked him. Uh, back up going to keep some sort of statistics. So, um, no. nah, I'll, I'd like to see him play a bit more. The biggest signing that we had also kind of hinted at a wee bit last week was the the move of Jackson Whistle going from Belfast to Sheffield. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens that his brother's going with him. Are they actually brothers? Yeah, they're brothers. Oh, they are, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are actually brothers. That's, that's not just breaking news. Um, <laughs> I think the, the main thing that I got from the interviews and stuff was that Sheffield are looking to try and do what Cardiff have been doing and gain that advantage from having a, a goalie that qualifies. <laughs> Sorry. Just saw you laughing there. I don't really know why you're laughing, but picture. <laughs> picture, he looks, he looks like a matter in that picture. Um, but no, I think Sheffield want to do that, try and get that advantage of having a, a goalie that qualifies as a Brit so they can use the, the extra import as Cardiff have done so well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and obviously, played the majority of the season with, with Belfast, 44 games in total. Uh, although I felt Belfast were one of those teams that kind of seemed to seem to leak goals at one end, but they were they made up for it at the other end. Yeah. Think, so uh, I guess it didn't really matter too much. But I think um, obviously part of that's down to the, the goaltender, but um, obviously can't put all the blame all the blame on him. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's going to go in there and be a sort of overall number one goaltender or if Sheffield are going to get somebody in. Yeah. A bit like, a bit like Nottingham have done the past couple of years where they've had a couple of decent keepers and sort of alternated between them throughout the season. So it's maybe, that could maybe be the case there. Yeah, they've got Brad Day who they've had for the last few years, but they've not... You know, they've said, oh, Jackson Whistle's going to be our number one, but then if you look at Nottingham, as you say, they brought in Galbraith, I think it was, a bit later in the season and mm. rotated him, so that can be quite effective. It's interesting because obviously Sheffield last year were defensively good and Mustikov's had a good year. Um, looking at Whistle, I'm not sure if he's going to quite yet be at that level in terms of goaltending. So... Uh, yeah, I'm not 
not sure I'd go so much to say I'd be worried if I was a Sheffield fan from that point of view, but I'd maybe have concerns mm. about it that he's he's not quite at that level yet. Um, but then if you've got a defence that's uh, solid around him, uh, then I've got no doubt he'll, he'll be good. You'll yeah. cut us last year, I think Nye would have been better if he had yeah. 10% less of the shots that he did. I felt like that was the sort of main story from last season was obviously Nye was brought in as a guy that face, could face 50 shots but ended up facing 50 shots yeah. each game so uh, no they're obviously going down a different route this year Chef with them a bit younger trying to get that younger I think yeah I think so um, that's maybe something to do with uh, and I think he said before we started recording about um, maybe taking this sort of Cardiff approach where you've got you've got a Brit net uh, net so you can uh, freeze up a, another import space uh, to bring in some more some more quality um, perhaps in defence or as a forward. Yeah, they're, they're not really sort of running down team Sheffield. They're quite structural in terms of defensive side of things. So I don't I don't think it's going to be that he's going to be under loads of pressure every game. Um, no, but it's just whether he can he can be that that guy that they can rely on that Mister Cox basically was. Uh, so, and I think we said before, if if he doesn't hit the ground running, he'll be he'll be under heavy pressure. Mm. I think um, from the fans and stuff. So, um, his brother Brandon is pretty young, only twenty, um, but again. From what I, saw, I actually saw a picture and thought he looked big and he, and he had six feet one for 20 years old. Um, yeah. A big guy coming from, uh, is that British Columbia? Hockey now, I'm guessing. I, I don't know. I think it is, yeah. Um, I will just check that. So, somebody we're all, who's... We're all a bit honest. Yeah. Somebody who's uh, been scouted, I guess, by uh, Paul Thompson after the name probably came up as available. The, sh- the thought is that Liam Kirk will be drafted, I think. So is he brought in to, to replace him? Um, although I'm not even sure he'll be on Liam Kirk's level. Kirk was uh, a wee bit, something a wee bit above that. But mm. um, yeah, it will be interesting to see as well when it comes round to the, to the draft uh, to see if he does get picked or. Or if he does when he when he does. Yeah. So uh, but now they're obviously looking at uh, replacements um, just in case that happens. So but I think he will I think Liam Clark's futures in in North America for at least yeah, yeah, future anyway. Yeah, to stay at that level. Um, but we don't really know that much about Brandon, so I can't really comment, but yeah, you know he's he's not been brought into be a, a top guy again. It's it's another sort of development mm. contract, I think, and uh, see see how that goes, how how you adapt. I think physically it'll probably be okay, but it's, uh, it's yeah. not going to be easy. Yeah, otherwise, um, Dundee made a an addition in the shape of Connor Cox. Good, good Canadian name that. CC alliteration, yeah. Coming from Saskatchewan. University where Omar Pasha will tell you is 
one of the top programs. Omar Pasha's big on bringing in guys from uni programs and being pretty successful with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you saw last season they came in a bit later. Um, obviously, Mark Lefebvre left, so like, actually pretty close to the start of the season, wasn't it? Or fairly close. Yeah, anyway, yeah he'd, signed, he'd of... signed a few players. Well, Lefebvre had signed a few players already. Ah, yeah. He had to, he had to take, so. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, he, obviously, Patrick came in did a, a good job at recruitment there, so he's obviously got some good contacts. Uh, in the uni ranks in North America, so um, I expect this guy will be of a decent standard as well. Yeah, defenseman, uh, probably a good skating sort of type that Pasha likes. Um, mm. So again, no doubt that that'll be a that'll be a competitive team. Yeah, what can you say on <laughs> that? But yeah, he's twenty-five, so it's not finished yet. No, he's from Lethbridge, Alberta. So yeah. Leave that one to when we see it. Um, finally, we've got the, the controversial figure <laughs> of Matt Nickerson, who's the one you might remember who um, punched a fan or punched a door against a fan's yeah. face last year. He's gone to what I think is the second tier picture. <laughs> Super. He's gone to Finland, um, second tier, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Tuto. Tuto Rocky. Yeah. Tuto, is that not the name of uh, the wee dog in Wizard of Oz? No, it was Toto. Right? Toto. Right. Yeah. Almost. Um, so what, what's going to happen there? I think he's, he's going to have to adapt to that style. We looked earlier, the average age of the team is about nine. So <laughs> he's by far the most experienced and Apart from one Czech player at the moment, the only import you could say. Yeah, I don't think there's a, a lot of imports in that league, but uh, he's not the kind of guy you would associate with technical hockey that Finland would. No, I, I don't know, that's a bit of a strange thing for me. Yeah, it'll probably be one of those ones that he'll play five games and then somebody else will come in and pick him up because I don't see him last in a full season. I can't see him last a full season anywhere, to be honest, without him getting some kind of ban. So. Uh, oh, just a, even a driving ban or something. <laughs> yeah. Even that, like, did not play for two seasons. Yeah. So who knows what was going on there. But actually, he has played in the league before. <laughs> <laughs> played for Kuku. Yeah. Um, it's actually played, played a, a few times in Finland, so he kind of knows. Yeah, knows his way around those leagues. You get many penalty runs. Yeah, again, it's just the 106 same. 106 in 2007 8, and then. Standard, really. But quite a lot, actually, I must have. I don't know what that's anyway. Fife was, the first, his first season at Fife, that was unbelievable. 307 penalty runs. Um, well, probably would have been something of a record if Fitzy didn't come in. But it also would have been more, but he was banned. <laughs> they led to a about ten game ban, I think. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So take yeah, the average be... there, you're adding on another <laughs> at least another 50, 50 60, 70 yeah. minutes. So see if he manages to reach that season. We'll we'll look back at the end of the year. See, see where he is. is. Yeah. Or after the first game you'll get the Matt Nickerson Finland to unknown <laughs> <laughs> notification. Yeah. Um I think yeah. that's it in terms of 
Brilliant week, anyway. Yep. Uh, just a couple of quick other hockey points. Um, Sweden won the World Championships that GB are going to be in next year. So uh, I think I saw that um, somebody put 10 past Korea earlier on. So it's kind of worrying a way that you never know what will happen. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be good for Sweden to do that. Because obviously Canada and stuff are in there. So, yeah. Uh, so it's, albeit not with still masters, but yeah, we have second one now. I think it's really, I think so, yeah, yeah, which is great. And then I finally got the uh, Stanley Cup, and your prediction was bang on for the Eastern Conference, no, for, for the Western Conference, Western sorry, for 50% yeah, of it, that upside down there. <laughs> for 50% of it, I was 100% accurate, yeah. And Vegas winning 4 1 against yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. Again, I, I think it was just a, a quality just shone through in the end there. I think. Yeah. Um, in terms of the in terms of the other uh, conference, it's a bit tighter, but I think I don't know, it's I think I'd said that the caps would get through that, but um as it stands. It's not looking great as it stands. But as it stands now, it's yeah. uh, Tampa Bay. One three straight, so they're currently in the league going into game six. I'm going to change and say I think Vegas are favourites now for everybody to play in the thing. Yeah, they've been playing. Then I would say so. Yeah, Tampa Bay maybe to get, I think they're up the next games tonight. Yeah, so, so good good time to record this. But so it's either so we're saying a Tampa Bay Vegas thing. Tampa Bay Vegas or Caps Vegas. <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> But it will definitely be Vegas on Sunday. Yeah, that's what we do know. And um, moving off hockey, we've uh, got a, a special guest joined us. Mm-hmm. Fresh from the weekend's, uh, what did you say? Exploits. Okay. Nah, it's not a good one. Um, get a royal correspondent. Obviously, getting to talk about the royal wedding. <laughs> it's uh, Kevin Bell. He's back. Oh. Back after a wee break. We told him he's here to talk about party Thistle, but it's actually the Royal Wedding. We're just going to go through minute by minute. What did you think of uh, the, the seat that they left for Diana? Did you, I mean, did you think that she was going to turn up? Or? I actually love that. You I didn't, didn't, didn't love that? I didn't love that. Oh, come on. I didn't know. Right, okay. I was just yeah. Did you watch it? I don't watch it either. Sunday night. Never uh, I think uh, I think it might it might finish early. I'm not sure it's gonna last the full ninety minutes that marriage. No? No. Oh it's last. Well I mean still been married before. Because you know like that. But if if it doesn't, then you know what's gonna happen. Can we talk to the you watch it? Paris. Die of you watch it. No, 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 I've not. Need James for it. James wants it. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what she's like in that, so I can't comment. She got killed off in that. Did she? She moved, doesn't she? James, James, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll be getting James on to talk about that on the, on the Suits podcast whenever we have a. Yeah, I'm telling you that suit as well. Yeah. Obviously, Ken, that's not why you're here. We haven't brought you in to talk about the Royal Wedding. We have brought you in to talk about the weekend's football. 
Yeah, I mean, Scottish Cup final is decent game. Yeah, and that, that is actually what the drummer thought that followed by the... No, it was actually Scott Cup's testimony. <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually an Esther's last game. Yeah, Esther's last, last game. Last game. Um, Again, you're not the best person to talk about that for a lot of dreams. Yeah. No, it's just talk to completely in Spanish as well. Yeah. No, well, uh, well, actually, maybe we should start with that and then go into the, the main event. Start with what? <laughs> start with the cup final. Oh, right, okay. Just do the weekend for sequence. I could do it. Well, well, obviously, the first part of your interest started uh, Rajoy, didn't it? Top, top, 50, top 50% about Thistle's relegation battle. No, we'll, 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 do, we'll do the Scottish Cup. Yep. We'll do the Scottish Cup first. And I predicted, did I predict comfortable Celtic win? Uh, probably. I always do. Yeah, probably. Uh, and it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Kind of. That, that was. I saw it the radio. 25 minutes done. Yeah, that's what uh, Stephen Robinson said. Yeah. The, the first 25 kind of killed him. It was a great strike from McGregor. Alright, it was terrific. Right. off the post. I just can't even believe that it happened. I still think he could believe that it happened either. Um, we kind of caught the ball in his foot. I just popped up for him at the right time. And he's right foot as well. So. I know, it was maybe even even better. Um, he's, uh, do you think uh, if Scott Brown hadn't been um, at the level he was, Callum McGregor would have been one of the candidates for Celtic's player of the year? Um, uh, potentially, yeah. I think he's. I think he's, he's very good. Yeah. If we're talking about Scottish players in particular, yeah, I would say he's, he's definitely up there. Um, he said he's he's had a great season. Um, I just think come up with goals. Uh, seems to be whenever it's necessary. Left, right, and head. Left, right, and head. Yeah. Uh, big big games, big goals, isn't it? Yeah. The last season. I know that's how he has. He's kind of turned it there, kind of. A game player, and I don't think he ever was that before. Um, so that's fed to the manager. Seems to be. How long he's left in his contract for the same up? Like Rogic? I think potentially he, he, could be, he could be the next one to, to see a contract coming his way. Um, I don't see any particular clubs coming in uh, to kind of have a look at McGregor. I don't know if that will change. Maybe. In, not be tempted by a, a bid from the governor, Stevie coming in. But, uh, well, Michael Halloran's coming to Celtic or not. Yeah, he was sitting in the Celtic fan and saw that. Yeah, that was a lot more comfortable. The second goal in, in that game was um, took a, a slight deflection, but again, I thought it was pretty good hit from uh, oh Meacham. Meacham. Aye, no. There are many different variations that you get on Clyde, but um, no, uh, again, he's, he's one of these guys as well. He seems to be a, game, a big game player um, for Celtic, um, particularly in Scotland. Anyway. Obviously, there's not too much of that going on in Europe, but uh, no, he just his performances have been, have been brilliant. Um, lovely. Uh, just uh, for me, it's a, it's a matter of consistency with him, Jam, because I, I feel like he, he does bring it to the big games, but um, does he do it on a cold Wednesday night for how? I don't know, does he? 
Well, he scored his first goal against us, so. Well, I don't send it though. Well, I was one. That was a Friday night. Yeah. No, I think he's, um, I'm quite impressed by him. Um, and I thought when that goal went in, actually, that it was a kind of formality from there. Saying that I, I didn't see, actually see the second half. Just had to head up there, the officer and mother on at the bar, didn't they? Yeah, it was like a good free kick. Mm. So that can make a difference, but Celtic in finals when they're in that position, that's difficult. To Celtic wanted more, that's good. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that as well. I felt like first half, Celtic were pretty dominant throughout. And then the second half, we're looking back at it. But I don't think Mullerwell could have played any any worse in the first half, really. I just don't think they, they turned up to begin with. Um, and obviously, they, they came into it in the second half and were a bit better than it. I thought that was something that they would do, is turn up in a final. Ah, uh, yeah, a lot of chances. Well, um, you would think so. Not case, for whatever so, reason. But it's just it's hard work in you know, Celtic, you know they need to be. Yeah. Celtic need to be off okay for moment to really yeah. yeah. Aye, I think yeah. You need, if you're if you're the opposition, you need to be you need to come in guns blazing. I think to start. You need to come you need to come in, you need to try and get an early goal in Celtic. Because if you don't then the longer the game goes on, the more Celtic just kind of control it. I think that's just my opinion anyway. But yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. it did actually happen a couple of times in the league this year hmm. uh, which it didn't, didn't last year and then even you look at the start that Hearts made a couple of weeks ago against Celtic there's that disallowed goal and then they scored that's the sort of start you need but if yeah. you're not keeping that up for the full game then they'll just turn the screw I know that's it you knew it you've seen when the huddle beforehand how much Celtic wanted it with Brighton Space with, was like you can't fuck it up or whatever it's said in the huddle no matter no matter what we fucking win this thank you sir but I, I'm no what uh, reader, yeah. But definitely, it definitely can appear. That's what you said. Yeah, and you you got to say that uh, there it will take a lot to stop a, a treble treble next year. To be honest, well, I, I'm always I'm always I'm always cautious with Celtic because I know I just know what can happen sometimes. Uh, things seem to be going well and then. The next minute it just falls on his head, but I can't remember. It's the last time that happened, like, well, I, to be fair, yeah. Years ago or something. Well, okay, but again, I just, well, I, I, I mean, even just talking about Europe as well, it just like, well, total collapse. Yeah, I guess that's the, the next thing is that it has to be done in Europe. As Rogers, you look at striking and stuff, yeah. and they probably weren't great to watch at times in the league, which. This current Celtic team are a bit better, but they somehow managed to squeak through last 16, was it? Yeah. They made mm. last 16. Um, yeah. But Rogers won't change his style. No, exactly. He's too But it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, you need to do something. Steelers still are just, just, I don't think it's not, it's just, he's obviously got a way that he wants Celtic to play. And I don't, I agree. I don't think you can play the same way against top opposition in Europe. Yeah, but you can't. You have to. It's, I don't know, it's about finding a balance somewhere. Like when you're playing in Europe, obviously you're not you're not going to see a greater share of possession. Um, so it's, it's about what you do when you don't have the ball. Yeah, well, that's where concentration stuff comes in because obviously Celtic, I think a lot of the time, 
especially the guys at the back who just kind of stroll through games. <laughs> There's the odd bit of defending to do, but they're not really tested in the same way. No, um, okay. You put the ball 70% of the time. Uh, it was in Europe. It's different. I think, yeah, you need to you need to adapt in, in some way. Mm. Otherwise, it's because there are, there are teams that are, that are good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. mean, no, no, in terms of that, I mean, that are of a, a different level. Good, good bit of possession there. Scott Pack 61. Shots as well, reversed Scott Pack 16. Um, no, so I, I think if Celtic, they have to progress a bit in terms of results, I would say you can, you can yeah. play play that way all you want, but I think if they don't don't get further than they did last year, it'll be some grumblings maybe, if they're not aware. Because if they get there, most seasons, it's harder, isn't it? One extra round. Yeah, how many is that for? Four qualifying rounds. Um, and I think the... The playoff, well, although although it's an extra round, but I think it's certainly a seed in each of the rounds. Um, so I mean, it's obviously another game. It's not ideal. Does, early, it, does it start earlier? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, okay. Starting for the end of the World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. That's so, just yeah. Okay. Um, obviously not ideal. So given that Australia will, will go deep into that competition, you might have played Tom Rogic, etc. Yeah, so I think we're looking for improvement that, as you say, if they do get through. Mm. Uh, did, is that a, a general feeling with Celtic fans? You're the spokesperson. I don't want to speak for, for everyone, but I think the majority of Celtic fans would probably feel the same. I guess... There's probably a lot of Celtic fans though that want that want them to play defensive uh, in Europe, and I know there's a lot of disgruntled fans um, about like home like, performances in particular this season, or like midweek games. Uh, a lot yeah. of sort of changes to the starting eleven through, and it just I don't know. Sort of some of the games were a bit flat, and there's too many draws from here this season overall. But. Um, no, I think I think most fans would agree. What did you make of the uh, announcer at the start of the game? The boxing announcer? Nah, it's, I mean, it's just like a gimmick, really. It's, I didn't see any need for it to be really. Yeah. How long did they, did, did they announce the teams? Or did they just do the, let's uh, get the rumble? They just did the let's get the rumble, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Park. Yeah. It's all I've seen. So, yeah, it was, it was five million every time. What did they get rumble side on the table? Imagine if fucked it up, we would turn that down the exam. If you fucked it up, would they still be paid? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's a multi-millionaire. I wouldn't pay. What, what would they get wrong with? I guess where it is, like, the teams. Well, the pay, if you just, just stumbled. Nah, you just stumbled, like you did that. Then, like an Ed Miliband, Don Pastor Norse. Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever. What was yeah. it on? No. Um, well, I guess then on to the the other big happenings in, in Scottish football that started on Thursday night and finished yesterday um, in disappointing fashion for yourselves, that being part of this one. Yeah, it was disappointing, but I think we deserve to get relegated to our extremely poor, especially on Thursday night. 
taking the lead, which was great. Kester on the play, because the first 10 minutes was all of it. And conceded on the way straight away. And after that, we just didn't, we just played into our hands, just like Levy dictate the play, high balls, nothing, up and nothing going forward. And Levy took the lead, took the, got the lead in the second half, good goal. And then Barton, leaves Pittman, and Pittman makes a good light surge into the box, and the ball's cut back to him, and hands on the roof of the net. And you just knew the right was in the wall. I mean, you can't turn up for these games. And, Going into Sunday wasn't exactly positive myself. I didn't feel that I didn't feel we were going to score. I, just, I knew that it would be hard to break down, and we just have a bank of well, a back three, but mainly a five if they're under pressure. Lucky, and they just sat in and they just soaked it up. And all oh, the boys at the back are all six foot plus, and we try to play football on Sunday, but we just we just don't have enough creativity. We don't score goals. I mean, thirty-one goals. Whole season, it's extremely poor, and we just we deserve to go down. Lovey took, I mean, Lovey took the lead in the second half. There was maybe there was three goals, or even maybe two goals to get extra time. Just knew it wasn't possible, and we got a penalty. We just summed up the salmon taking the softest penalty ever. This Neil Alexander's quite comfortably saves it. You think that was because his pizza express deal expired, or would they still have got it that? That's the real question. Does he still get a pizza if he scores? I think you should be waving your pizza, even if you get one there. <laughs> You're not keeping that. I, I think that's giving the fans a pizza. I think I've got some thanks. Well, exactly. I turned it up. I mean, there's 1,500 went through on Thursday night, and there was over 5,000 Thistle fans there yesterday. And then we've got Jerry Britton doing half time job telling the fans to get behind the team, but the team offered nothing. That's it. The fans are always there supporting the team. Yeah, I is saw it, that. That's a uh, team off with absolutely nothing. How did that go down? Did was he was it on like a PA system or something? Yeah, yeah, it was just it was, he was doing the half time draw and then he just said that the players need you, but the players are the fans will get behind the players and they were there at the start of the game creating atmosphere, but when the players don't do anything to entice the fans, then obviously the fans the, the, it's gonna be a wee bit dull. They create some chances, you need to have a shot at a goal. Like, just a shot from, not a shot from anywhere, but edge of the box, none of this fish just walking, walking the ball in. I thought, actually, I thought Larrison were quite impressive from what I saw. Yeah, I, I really um, did. I was impressed. I, I actually think if they keep the majority of those players, that they'll do, do all right next year. Mm-hmm. I think they're similar to Hamilton style of play, I would say. Mm-hmm. Hard to break down, but there'll be days when they will be on the same quality. Yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah. And they were missing their two, and you only had one forward and Miller, and we had DeVita was out injured, and Ryan Hardy was out injured as well. So, yeah. missing two forward players, and still managed to beat us. Yeah, good, good defensively, and certainly they've got, they've got their own system, and, and they play to it, which, yeah, play to it bad, which, which is what you should do. They've got a great team spirit, something that this will severely lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what? I was going to say, like, over the season, do you think? Well, before the season, you must have been quite optimistic. Or maybe part of this, I don't know. But from last year, uh, okay, the, the momentum was against you after the split, wasn't it? Like, yeah. But it was still a, a good season from that point of view. So It was great finishing six last season. And then after the split, we uh, threw away the game against Rangers. And then after the start of the season, 
just a lot of injuries and you would kind of expected probably said this in March when it was on that like, getting these players back from injury in the second half of the season would kick on and go back to the sort of core of the squad that they had that did finish six but it just never materialised it's just there's just I don't know if it was confidence from losing all the games really yeah brilliant. it's maybe something to do with it or what like I felt maybe I could have recruited a couple of people in January just to, yeah. maybe, I, I don't know. It's hard to see what positions we didn't need because we needed probably everything, but because we, we got the fullbacks back and then we were expecting getting Osman back, but they just seemed to still be carrying injuries. They're never really mm-hmm. 100% fit, and it just, we had a team in the first half of the season just to, just to field a team. Well, I mean, second half we had the players back, but... It just didn't work. We just didn't have a system that worked to win games, and we only won two, two games since I was last on. Yeah, so that's basically it. We deserve to go down. We had the second chance. The problem was we had a second chance. We'd done well in the post split. We had the second chance against Livy. We just didn't take it. I guess that was kind of going to be my kind of point was that there wasn't really too much in the way of changes uh, since last season. With us in terms of the team, so um, is it just that case of the players? Obviously, there were some injuries and stuff, but did you feel that like they were given the same kind of overall performance, or did you feel it was more of a managerial um, perspective? On I feel that I don't know. Archie probably never recruited well to get players to actually fit a system. You probably probably brought better players in technically, but they never actually fit the system we play. I know that we're probably known for playing some decent football, getting the ball on the ground, but we didn't have the players that seemed to gel to actually fit a system. Some, someone like Miles Story, I thought would be a decent signing, just turned out to be like another Aziz. It's just... Aziz is far, technically far better if I actually, because he could play a system, because he would hold the ball up and he would bring players in. Story would just run with the ball, be greedy, and then occasionally he'll pull it off, he's got a great goal against St Johnston cutting in at Fur Hill. Um, other than that, it, it just offers you nothing. How many, you maybe wonder, how many goals did you score last year? Do you know, was it considerably more than that? Or was it I mean, Was we, it the defensively you conceded less? Well, we definitely conceded less last season, yeah, but I would, I would hang my hat and we'd have scored more. I mean, we still more than 31 and 38 games. And, yeah, the top six. I mean, we're keeping clean sheets. We were grinding out results. We were sort of harder to beat last season. Uh, but, and, well, and from the defence, we only lost uh, Liam Lindsay. I mean, it was a big loss. He did obviously contribute to some of the goals as well. I think he scored eight last season as well. It's not a lot of goals. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. It's not, one, it's not just one player. It's a team game. So nobody else. Nobody stepped up. That is, the, that is the main problem in that team. There's no leaders. You look at Celtic, there's, you know, everyone's dislikes him, Scott Brown, when he's playing for Celtic, but everyone cries out for players like that in the midfield. You just see the way he galvanises his team, and you can see him speaking to Rangers fans and, and work and stuff. You know, man, this one Rangers is just a, a soft mentality. You can see that he's just cutting in a shell because they don't have any leaders. I mean, Rangers have sort of turned it around and seen that they had a bit of battling qualities in that game against uh, Hibs. If that, I could, that sort of situation happened. So you've seen how he capitulated uh, 
towards the end of last season in games that didn't matter against Celtic and Aberdeen and then this season we had plenty of games Ross County away for one and the Wednesday night just didn't turn up and got hammered 4-0 and that's against the relegation rivals and you can't put a point on it it's not even um, necessarily ability you, you would say that no I would say that technically a, a good player he, yeah. he does a job but it is actually just the character of yeah. it's a character that um, summed in there so I guess on that note what what do you think needs to I know you could say everything needs to change but how would you summarise what needs to be done for next year well, I think for next year anyway there will be a major clear out because 16 players are out of contract anyway right. there will be plenty of players with relegation clauses that will get rid of as well so I don't know what we down to sort of core players of Dylan and Erskine Stephen Wallace players that have been there for years. You can see yesterday there's very few players that really wanted to put in the effort as well or actually felt like they were striving to get some of Stephen Wallace putting a shift and other than that, you're looking about and thinking, does anybody really want this but towards the end of the game when you know you get one back, you can sneak another one and then... What was the reaction like of the players was it only the main guys that you've said that really looked as though I mean, after the game, Erskine uh, looked, uh, looked upset. It did look slightly upset. You got the usual players that just put their heads in their hand, and, but they'll be back at their parent clubs or when they're on the loan or whatever, yeah. and they'll just be a distant memory. Erskine, obviously, famously James's mum's pal son. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. He said it off that off that. It's never mentioned it. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you um, uh, the manager will stay or be allowed to stay or I think I'll probably be up to Archie I think they will, they will allow him to stay mm-hmm. it'll be hard now because uh, Ian Maxwell's away to the SFA new the new takeover from Stuart Regan to new the new uh, chief exec but um, so we'll need to find someone for that role and he obviously Maxwell helps in the player recruitment side as well obviously won the game so, I mean, Archie had a really good relationship, so um, we definitely need a lot, a lot of players in, but it would be better to see if we can get maybe some younger players through. Andy McCarthy started playing towards the end of the season. Not sure about his contract situation, so he could be off as well. He feels like he could still play the Premier, but he could easily get a game in the first division for us. And he's got a bit of heart and a bit of dignity and came through the youth system, so... Maybe we'll, we'll bring a few of the younger players through. There's Penrice, he was out on loan at Levy in the first half of the season. He's came back and he played maybe twice against Rangers against Celtic. So, right, left back. So, I'm assuming Booth will be off. I think Dundee are interested in him. So, yeah, it'll be a major clear out. But hopefully, we keep a sort of core that squad together that actually understand the club and we can bring players in that are more determined and want to achieve something. Like, trying to push for promotion from the championship. Because I thought if we did stay up, if we managed to scrape it and stayed up, we would have cleared out anyway, regardless. Mm-hmm. The players weren't good enough. Do you think it will... Uh, well, obviously it will be tough to, to come back up, but um, do you think it's something that uh, needs to be done in, in the first year? Yeah, it won't be done in the first year. We won't, we won't get promoted next season. We'll get a two or three year job. It's too hard, it's far too hard, I think, to come back up. I mean, Booz only done it recently, it's only hearts. Before that, Inverness, that was years, years before that, so 
Maybe not. I mean, Ross County might come back up and they've got a lot more money behind them, aren't they? Yeah. So they might try and keep their core of their squad together. Yeah. But uh, I think that's only be a couple of years. Just need to look at obviously not as badly run as Dundee United. But yeah. I think more one thing is we do have the stability behind us and board level and we've got a good youth system in place now. We've been a lot more professional in the five years we've been in the Premier League. So hopefully that continues and doesn't go out the window. Now obviously budget will need to be slashed, etc. But well things like your season ticket, is that the prices for that change for what we're doing? Yeah, we'd assume so it would go down. I mean probably we'd probably start end up being like twenty pounds ahead or something per game anyway. So we'd probably save over the season. Well, I think it was 308 this season, so yeah. I'll be under 300 anyway. But. Yeah. Well, well it's be not long anyway to wait, Kev, before, before the next major tournament starts. So, we cut draws on Friday at half six, as well. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, funny you should mention that about Friday because Friday morning, if you're at work and you're bored, Kev, you've got Kenya. Are, uh, at home to Swaziland. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no idea. Don't think so. I think you'll probably be giving a rest. You'll probably be on holiday. I don't think you'll be playing. Hey, mate. You know. Do, um, I think we'll do a, a proper World Cup episode, but just on that, who, who do you think would be your uh, pre tournament favourite? I know some of the squads have been coming out now, so. Yeah, it's interesting looking at the Spain squad there. I think it's similar to Spain and Germany again will be strong. Yeah, Brazil, France, I think that's for the main ones, really. Yeah, actually, I think France could surprise people and possibly go on and win it. Yeah, I would, uh, I would think France if they get it all together. As an outsider, anyway, um, obviously Belgium are quite uh, solid as well. And then obviously you've got Argentina. Seven. I don't see any difference. Pick players on form. To be fair though, 
Joe Hart is, is in the sticker album, so. I don't actually really, <laughs> I was going to ask about the sticker album in a minute, but I don't actually really disagree with much in, yeah. in terms of who I'm going to pick, but when you look at the players, I'm not going, well, that's... Yeah, no, that's, that's going to doesn't strike anything. fear in the room. Well, you look at, like, Kane, obviously, is... Yeah. It's but obviously, we've got right. a relatively easy group. But again, we've said that in the past and we've struggled, so... Yeah, it'll, be a, it'll be a dark horse for everybody to cut something. Yeah. Like, uh, over well, the draw and sleep through. If Bill and Morse needs to get a call for Tunisia, then uh, they're fucked, so... I could not believe that. Yeah. <laughs> <It's really bad. laughs> um, no, I think we should do a full World Cup thing episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we'll go through um, 10 hour special groups and whatever potential matchups and stuff I will um, do that we'll be in the pipeline how is your uh, how's your sticker album going? Uh, to be honest I've not really I've not really been stickers, buying that many no <laughs> yeah how, many, how much would you say that you've spent up to now? Uh, are you in the hundreds yet? nah nah, nah. Not even 50, but nah, maybe about 50. Maybe about 50. And so, who's your most completed uh, team? Um, Panama. Like one of the favourites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not want to do well in the real thing, but when it comes to stickers, uh, when it comes to stickers, then we'll be, we'll be all over it. That's it, definitely. A few shinies as well, so Many doublers? Yeah, a few. A fair few. Um, did you have any other football stuff that you wanted to cover? Uh, no. Not really. It was just something. Not the Champions League, no. We did a wee bit on that. On that bit, I guess while well, you're on, uh, yeah, how you, know, get you can tell us your on. thoughts. Like we all won. There we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And um, why is that? Just the experience, I'm sure. I'm not for a wee bit too weak at the back. We are scoring that we are the goals, but I just think goals wise, goals wise are the goals. But I see three one, Rio. I will be supporting Liverpool. I've got, I've got a sneaky feeling Liverpool might win it. I would love to see Liverpool win it. I just think that because I've watched both the Real and Bayern games, I don't think Real are particularly good, but I just uh, Bayern can put away their chances, and I feel like Liverpool's front three. Given the same chances we would put them away on current form, so Real didn't really turn up for those two games either, and they still made it through. I think they'll make sure they turn up. I know, but you never know. I guess for a one off game as well, so um, it'll be good to be exciting. Yeah, I think I've got a feeling that I'm going to say that. It was copy and paste last week, so yeah, it wasn't done. The first other business thing I had was. uh, Lauro and Yanni. <laughs> now, I'd like to put on record that I was able to tune myself into to hear both. Yeah, I could also do both. But it didn't, it didn't really make me feel any better after I did that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what, was your, what was your first thoughts about it? Were you a Lauro? First time I heard it, I heard Yanni. Did you? Yeah. No, I was Lauro. Lauro, I would I heard Lauro. I was Lauro, I was mainly, mainly Lauro. Then I'm thinking, who the fuck is Yanni? I actually thought it sounded more like some Yanni. Yanni? Uh, I don't know. But 
again, from what you listen to, you hear both of them, so it's not. It was like, I think it's how you listen to it as well. Yeah, I guess it, aye, it depends. What like if you listen through headphones? Headphones, through your phone. Somebody shouting it. On different <laughs> accents. On the phone or on the computer, it's totally different. Yeah. Is there, was there a correlation between that and the colour of the dress that you saw? Whenever, when was that? Or was that a blue dress or a... Was it blue and... Blue and black and gold and... Blue and black and gold and white. Again, I was the same first, initially. I saw that dress as white and gold. But then I looked at it again and I saw blue and black. That's the... I don't remember what I saw in that dress, but... That was a definite lot also. Yeah. Do you not used to play for Arsenal? Oh no, that was uh, that was Lauren. Lauren. Yeah. Right. Um, well, one of the things I had seen was actually today uh, on Twitter. Um, Charlie Adam. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's normally quite vocal on Twitter. Uh, said that Celtic would, in no under no circumstances, win ten arrow. To which somebody replied, "Mate, you can even count to ten. And then Charlie Adam replied, "Actually." <laughs> Typing out the numbers one to ten. Did they? Yeah. Did they miss any? No, they didn't. Did they get it right? They got it right, but I was thinking, how how many times has he gone over that to make sure oh, he he said that he said it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come and check this. <laughs> I just thought it was a, a bizarre thing to get in a, to get in a battle with somebody about on Twitter. But then, yeah, did you hear last week's uh, chat about the um, Big Macs? Oh yeah, I did. I'd already Is read it? that article actually before I heard it in the <laughs> podcast. Uh, so. There's a rumour going about that you've got a, a few collections like that, but just of like party pistol programs. Yeah, certainly do. But and have you got it in some sort of directory? No, I don't. I just have my own folders. So by year? Are they all just by season? season? Season, yeah. So you, you could you could go in there. No, I would need to fit. I don't have them all in the one box. So well, that's because I've got more time on my hands. Uh-huh. Yeah. You've spare room in your I know, I do have a spare room, but they're all in the loft. If anybody's looking for a room to rent it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, how was it? Go on, throw it calendar in that room. Some light reading before bed. Why have them? Thistle and biology stuff. Yeah, that's what you're into, then, yeah. So, <laughs> not spare room. You know, you know that obviously you used to get annoyed by sports scene when they said party. Yeah. That's something that you wouldn't miss. Nah, well. Or, obviously, I don't mean that, and you'd like to be on the programme, but next season will be two questions. There's only one fashion fashion. Yeah, but it's a. No, it won't be sad not being in sports scene anyway, so it's a shabby programme that you put together. Would that annoy you if they they kind of jazzed up next year and it was like. It wouldn't really matter next year because they'll end up just talking about, mainly talking about Samirin and Hearts. Anyway, we make sure that Samirin, Stephen Thompson gives Samirin enough airtime anyway. Michael Stewart always likes to bring up the Hearts connections and complaints about yeah. Craig Levine. So. What do you think about, I don't know, kind of going back to the front here, but I forgot what you think about Stevie G coming there. It's a good appointment and it's probably as much the risk for Rangers. So. Might as well, can't be as bad as Pedro, surely. So. No, but I, I still think they'd be running on the pitch for him. Well, at, least the, at least that, that <laughs> cannot happen now, so that is one positive to take away getting relegated. Well, you might get... Yeah, hopefully not. I'd rather not see them. Do you, do you have any 
had some hemorrhage, you know, for that I find about the section. I find that's just <laughs> so the story I don't know uh, about a YouTuber that had to be saved by firefighters after cementing his own head in a microwave. Oh, I've seen that years ago. Was it years ago? Yeah, it was a. Oh, no. That was about last year, so wasn't it? Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, last, last, last year. Last year. I've got a good one. No. It just comes on. You don't have to say that. That's actually it. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, what is it? Britain's first eater who was hooked in sausage rolls for 15 years, claims soon cured by hypnotist. What do you think of that? Sounds like a cured. Yeah. Ham. Cured ham. Better, better. I'll see myself. <laughs> what was the sausage rolls? Did it sausage say rolls. like Greg's or any sausage rolls? Any sausage rolls. It just says they would eat the pastries, pastry snack, morning, noon, and night. Almost. I don't know if there was anything. He's only seventeen, so he's been eating sausage rolls since he was two. Nothing else. Nothing else. That's what it says here. Yeah, well, I'm not really ready for that. I got bored, but. <laughs> a few people we know that are quite fussy. Come, Stephen. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it, maybe not just sausage rolls, but if you are a restaurant owner um, around Glasgow, then make sure you get coffee to them when you're starting there. But the sausage roll, reading the sausage roll story certainly reminded me of a certain time we were on a night out and Sunday, but numerous <laughs> sausage rolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, somebody used, when did they use sausage rolls? No, <laughs> <laughs> After a night out, we went in the Greg's gas for 10, ten jumbo sausage rolls <laughs> at, at Pound Beach. So I think he yeah, ate one and a half of them and just stuck and launching the rest of them. <laughs> to be fair, it's not a surprise coming from the guy who's got a reputation for um, getting rid of money uh, orally. <laughs> <laughs> If there was one thing that you could uh, pick to, to eat for 15 years, three meals a day, what would it be? I don't know what Kev's would be. No, not me, maybe. Yeah. What would it be? Weirbacks. Weirbacks. No, okay. <laughs> Strictly two. What would be carrots? Strictly two weirbacks. Strictly two every day. Uh, I, I tend to have three. You tend to have a weekend. Three or so. Two of you on the weekend. Exciting. Yeah. I quite like rolls and beans. <laughs> rolls and beans on. So it's a good thing to bring up. But I don't know if I could have more than three times. times. Yeah, I don't think I could have about a thousand a year. Like no, you no. Everybody else on the planet would be fucked. But it'd have yeah. to be something half decent because otherwise yeah. you have to keep, you have something to kind of look forward to. Something that's sustainable, but also something you could add sauce to just to make it. Change slightly. You have any. But nachos. Because then you could have either like chili on it, maybe the chicken. But then you could say, or just sandwiches. Sandwiches. Besides British sandwich week this week, you could have that. Soup. That's pretty you relevant. Have soup. As long as you get sugar. Yeah, you could have a few variations on that. <laughs> maybe sandwiches. sandwiches are a good shit. Aye. I guess, yeah, there's a lot of variation there. I don't know, I don't think it'd be anything else, but. Um, I think we should do a, we should do a spur of the moment critical one. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Obviously the guest has to Yes, has to be has to be there. That's fine. The person. Um, so what, what do you think? You must have had the way you said that, it was almost like you had an idea. I've got one. Do you? Right, on you go. Right. 
Kevin. Oh, that's amazing. Kevin has to do it, yeah. Okay. On the clock. Okay, so you've got a, a minute. Basically, you, you know what it is. Critical mode, everybody knows what it is. Do they? Just oh, case. no, it knows what critical mode is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant it knows what thing is. But just in case they don't. Sorry, let me just fire up the clock there. Basically, being critical for a, a, a minute. Even off the criticise. That is, that is true. Um, should be good at this. This is a good way to sign off. <laughs> um, so to be critical for a full minute about um, Oscars in the city centre. So that really gets on my now. Right, okay. You've got, I'll give you but you've three got... seconds. <laughs> no, well, you've got a foot in fact. Hold on, mate. Fucked up. Right, it's okay. So it's good We're waiting for a round number. Good boy. Yeah, so it's going to do a counter. Right. Start uh, now. Buskers. Mm-hmm. It depends on your level of busker in town. And you've got people that have actually got talent, fair enough. They're, they should be allowed. But <laughs> when you've got somebody with a tambourine <laughs> sitting in a street corner and you're just like wasting your time. It's like you're taking up far too much pavement. Just get out the road, let me walk through. But when you're in Buchanan Street and there's somebody that's got it's half decent, you can sing, you've got a wee bit of talent, then fair enough, they're there. But it's the people like congregate round buskers. It's a pass and see. Pass and see, don't stop. Ten minutes, it's not a concert they're holding. You can't just stand and block the old road just so you can listen to some guy sing one song and then you don't even give him any money anyway. So what's the point? In the bus? What's the point? There's guys there that are one time living, just give them a wee bit of cash if you want. If you want to listen to them, but there's no point in stopping them otherwise. That's that's that one of the best, yeah. It's almost as if that knows is the main point. Come on, maybe. I'll get talent. Get a bit of talent. If you've got a talent, that's fine as well. Basketball's good talent. Where's the sign of Kells listening to this? Yeah. Basketball's good talent. No, I think I've got a personal gripe with them just because. What is it? Out with the mode. Again, well, Kells kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of. People gathering around them. So, in particular, Clanadonia. <laughs> I can do a man of You do know what I'm talking about? Clanadonia? Yeah, it's yeah. with the drums and the bagpipes. Outside your look. Outside your look. I think I've never seen them, but I didn't know they had that. Just a thousand people run about. And it's just. It's the same thing every week. <laughs> same shit. There's actually somebody, there's somebody going about with a CD. Just fucking buy, buy the CD. Think, are they mining? What about you had done one or like the ones that used to be in the Argyle Street, the old pan pipes in Peru? Pan pipes. I was, I was a fan of pan pipes, I have to say. Um, what is that? Playing pipes on the pan pipes? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I don't know. It's just it's that. There's people standing around about and you're like, just fucking good at road. It's busy enough as it is in the front centre. And also, we guys, we guys that busk and they're either singing Ed Sheeran Ed Sheeran, George Ezra, or fucking James Bay. It's one of the three. You never hear anything else other than that. Um, so that uh, should be. You should, shouldn't be allowed to do that. Right? I think it should. I think it should be written. You need to a written publish your set list before you. <laughs> no, I just just ban them all together. It's just what happens if you just got up early enough and just took a busking spot and just sat there for the full day? It's like no, nah, I'm not playing any music. But I'm not. I saw a thing actually. I think I would probably give that guy money. It was on the Wonder Underground, because actually, audition. 
Yeah, that's true. No. So you can't play right. computers that shot then. That's the thing. Nah, no, I don't know. It's out of the road. Well, it's not really out of the road, but nobody stands around about them. You get, I don't know, I quite like the guy, I quite like the guy who's got the cats. Yeah. So the wee techno cats. Oh, I've seen them. I've seen them. Sorry, listen, I'll get yourself in here. You can't see. I'm sorry. Well, they've got um, the guy, famous guy, Sippy Hall Street at the top end. It's just a shout about God. Uh, yeah, it's just why I know him. Yeah. Just standing in his soapbox and just screaming yeah. like God. Yeah, yeah guys as well. Then we can do that for the podcast. Yeah, kind. Yeah, we could yeah. do this microphone. Busk, busk the podcast. Busk cast. Yeah. So, why uh, can we think of it anyway? Yeah. Well, I think that kind of rounds us off for uh, this week. Man, we're going to get to talk about my YouTuber. Yeah, you can. <laughs> You've got a minute. Yeah, I've got a minute. To be critical about it or just? Nah, just to talk about it. Kevin doesn't want to hear about it, so he's already at me. Kevin's already at me. No, I was just, a, again, a fucking stupid guy on YouTube just getting to be famous, decides that he wants to cement his own head in a microwave, and I had to be cut loose by the fire brigade. And I think for me, if I was, if I was in the fire brigade, I would probably just have left him. Natural selection in that kind of You could like, say, how would you? You could say, what was that all about? <laughs> yeah. I get it, because there's a microwave. Uh, 800 as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you only look at the guy. Who, no. <laughs> if you do that, you should be you should be the same place as the busker saying Ed Sheeran. Indeed. <laughs> James is actually going, he's, he's still here. He's still here. James has got some something. James has got some, some breaking news. <laughs> just this video. Just disgusting. Oh, obviously, oh, watch my <laughs> Sorry, it's just, it just came out. Come full fight it! I don't know, really, I might have to explain what it says. May I have to explain what it says for racial reasons. It just looks to it appears to be a older guy whose arms maybe out of a joint singing Kung Fu fighting, but we'll we'll um, maybe that's the sort of busker you want to see. Is that yeah. people people running running scared of that guy? That's, arms that's what I want. I want a nice clear path. <laughs> a nice clear path up we can. Well, maybe it's published in a link to that so that people can see. See what was going to come in there? I don't think it will. Um, no, I'll be seeing it. Yeah, so thanks um, to the Royal Correspondent for coming in. And, uh, next time it's our wedding. wedding. Okay, that's next time you'll be back. No, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. glad that you got on for a second appearance. Yeah, by popular demand. Someday we'll be, someday we'll be jealous. <laughs> we'll have a World Cup one and if you maybe have a whole gathering around the table. Nice. Yeah. Then, we'll see. Then you have no listeners. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we can't have everyone that listens to it on, otherwise, yeah. The harsh reality. Um, oh well, we'll see you next week. Um, thanks for Thanks for turning it up.